Jewish audio on Chabad.org. The help of Hashem, we are learning Baba Kama Dav Kuf Ches. We left off on Dav Kuf Zayin Amid Beis, three lines before the bottom of the Amid. The Gemara is referring back to Abraisa that we just had on Dav Kuvav, but that we also had on Dav Samachay, regarding the Shoimer Chinam, who was Toyin Tanas Ganov, claiming that someone stole the article he was guarding when it was not true, and he swears that it was stolen. And then Adam come testifying that he was the one that was holding on to the article the whole time. Until now, we keep on learning the Gzeda Sarkasiv, that this person now, the Shomer now, is Chayef Kefil to the owner. And now he also admits that he stole. And we keep on learning that when a person takes a false oath regarding a monetary obligation and then admits... He's chayiv a chaymish and an asham. So the question is, will he be chayiv the chaymish and the asham now that he's already chayiv the kefal? So the chachamim hold that you don't impose a penalty of the chaymish if there is already a penalty of kefal. And since in this sequence, first witnesses came, so now he's chayiv kefal, he won't be chayiv a chaymish. We did learn the shita of Rabbi Yaakov. And that was actually the opinion that we explained the Gemara to Dafagon, Dafkuvav, that if the Kefal payment and the Chaymish payment are exactly the same amount of money, Rabbi Yaakov holds that really a person could incur two penalties in this scenario. But if they are of the same amount, then giving once that amount covers both. We're going to learn the following Gemara going according to the opinion of the Chachamim which is that now that Yechayif Kefal, they won't put on you a chiyuv of Chaymish. Now, the person will have to bring a Karbanasha. But as far as a monet, monetary penalty, Keren and Kefal. So now asks Rab Rami Bar Again, two lines, three lines before the bottom of the Amit. Boy, Rami Bar Kefal. If money led the person to be obligated to pay Kefal. Like in the case that we gave, do we say that since that person is already chayv kefal, is that is why he won't have to pay the chaymish when he later admits? So is it that dual charges cannot be incurred over the same money? That's the key. Or oidilma, that the rationale behind the chachamim is that shvua hamichayavtoi kefal that a oath, money cannot be incurred over an oath that already demanded of you to pay kefal. In other words, is it that you cannot put two monetary penalties on top of the same money, or you cannot incur two monetary penalties on top of the same oath? Now, Frederick. No, 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 one second, no. He's chayv the kefal, and he's chayv the chaymish, all because he lied regarding money. But is it that he's, and since, according to the Chachamim, you can't give two penalties, he'll only pay the first one. Is it because you cannot allow two penalties on the same money, or you cannot incur two penalties on the same oath? And the Gemara says, hey, chidami, in the last line of the Amid, which means, lamay nafkemina, well, bottom line, the Chachamim hold in the scenario that we gave, but Dafka in this sequence. First, he swears, then Adam come, then he's Maida, he's only going to be Chayif Kefal. So, hey, Chidami Lavayin Afkemina gives the Gemara, Gavaldik and Afkemina. Kegoin, Shetan Tanas Ganov, 
he makes this false claim that it was stolen from him, and Venishma, and he swears. Now, before Adam come, he retracts his original claim on his own. And he tells the base, no, it wasn't stolen from me. It's not true. But it was lost. Lost in a way that the Shemirchinim won't be chayif. And he swears for that. So he indeed, he made two oaths. And after that happened, turning to Davkuf Ches, Ubohu Eidemakamaiso, witnesses come and challenge his first statement that Ganav. Witnesses come and say, No, you lied. When you claimed it was stolen, we know it was in your home. And then he is Maida that he lied regarding his latter oath. He swore the second time that it was lost, and he says, You know, the emissaries, it wasn't lost. I had it the whole time. So again, yeah, beautiful. What is, if the pshat is, is that dual charges cannot be incurred over the same money. So here also, it's over the same money. So dual charges cannot be imposed. But if it's that dual charges cannot be imposed over the same oath, here there were two oaths. My, do we say, is it that money won't allow the person to be chayv, the chaymish? And over here also, since for her, since he is chayv kefal, because his first oath was gonna, for that there are Adam that say that he lied. So since he's chayv kefal, he will never be chayv the chaymish over the same money, even though he took a different oath and he admitted on the latter oath that he lied, or maybe the key is, the word is as dual charges cannot be imposed over the same oath. But over here, it's not the same oath. For her, Shvo Basraisa, the second oath that Avad, Hoyl, Deloy, the second oath is not the one that brought about the Chiv of Kefal. What brought about the Chiv of Kefal was the first false oath later being refuted by Aden. So maybe, Techaive Chumsha. So he should be Chaive here, even according to Rachachamim, Keren, Kefal, and the Chaimish, and the Asham. So that's the question. So Rav responds by bringing the following, we have here a debate whether this is going to be a Mishnah, or whether the following is a Braisa, but in any event he brings a work from Tanoim, Tashima, if a person stops someone else in the market, let's just give names to make it simple, so Ruven, find Shimon, and he tells him, hey, that's the good morning. Not good morning. Where is the axe that you stole? Where is my axe that you stole? So, so Shimon says, well, I don't know, I didn't steal anything. So Reuven says, I adjure you. And as we keep on learning, that that's a proper way of taking an oath. And it's either the oath taker takes the oath, or the litigant tells him, I adjure you. And if the you says, Amen, that's called an oath. And the Amar Shimon says, Amen. So now we took an oath that he did not steal. Now this has nothing to do with Hashemir. And now, witnesses now come and say, No, Shimon is the Ganif. Now, what's very important just to remember is that when we keep on learning that the Toyin Tana's Ganif is Chayef Kefal, only if he took an oath, that's by the Shemir. Shemer Chinam, who was a Shemer, who claimed there was Nignav, Mimeni. And he takes a Shvua, 
and later Adam disprove him, he's chayiv kefal. If Hashem Erechinim did not take a shvua, even though he lied, but if he didn't swear yet, and Adam come and says, no, you have it, he won't be chayiv kefal. But that's only by Hashem By Stam Aganav, Aganav doesn't have to steal, doesn't have to take an oath to be chayiv kefal. If God forbid I steal from you, if I'm moide, then moide beknas potter. But if I'm caught, forget about the oath. The act of Geneva in itself brings about the penalty. No, 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 you need to have them, of course, because how would you know that I stole? And if I'm moide, then I'm potter from the kefal. Huh? Yeah, but I, I'm, if I'm claiming it's not true, you can't prove it. But the key is that by stamai ganeth, you don't need the shvur. So the shvur here for this part was irrelevant. So Shimon swore he didn't, sw- he didn't steal. Adam say he did steal. So firstly, says the, the Tana, Mishalom Tashlumi Kefal. He has to pay Kefal. But again, for this Kefal penalty, the oath was irrelevant. He claimed he didn't steal. Now you have Adam that he stole. However, why did the, why did the Tana say he took an oath? Because now he's Moida. He says, you know what? Now that I'm caught, I'll be the tzaddik. Ich bin moide, I stole. Now, implies that Adam did not come. If Adam did not come in this case, but he admitted, so that's the din. That now, for a person to be chayiv, the chaymish, it's only if he swore falsely. So for this latter scenario, you need to have the oath. So he swore he didn't steal, then he's moide. End of Tana. It says Ravah Gavaldik. Let's make something very clear. That Edim, who the Machayv Lake Phelan, in the first case of the Braisa, he swore, but Edim came. What brings the Chi of Kefal, like we mentioned, not the Shua, just the Edim? Nevertheless, only when he admitted on his own without having Edim. In, that is where the Braissa says he has to pay the Chaymish. What happens if both things happen? The Braissa Dafke did not give that case. That means if Adam came and said, you stole. And then, with the Adam, he was Maida, then he wouldn't have to pay the Chaymish. Now hold on a second. Here, the Shvua was not Machayvim Kefal. And if the key is that the same Shvua that brings about Kefal cannot bring about Chaymish, the Shvua didn't bring about Kefal. So speaks out Rava. It's the shvua. If that would have been the rationale, even if Adam would come, that saying you stole, and later he was moida after the the Adam, he still should have to bring a side of the kefal. He should have to give the chaimish. Why? Because behold, the shvua didn't bring about the chiyuv of kefal. He's tamaganav. It was the Geneva that brought about Kefal. Oi Bazoi is the Chayvei Chumsha. Elal Av brings Rabba Gavaldik approved Shmami Noam that the key rationale behind Shitas Chachamim is that dual charges cannot be imposed over the same money, and that's the and it's over the same money. They're all speaking about that Shoydi Shoydi Gonafta. That same money cannot bring about two different penalties. Mom and Amachayvei Kefal Paytartim and Achaymish. And being that Adam came, even though we didn't need the Shvua, and now the din is Yechayef Kefal, if that person is made over the same money, he can't be penalized on top of the Kefal, also a Chaymish Shmamino. 
Now, if you remember in Dafsama Chayim at Beis, just to know that the, the Chachamim based their opinion that in Pashas Vayikra, in Pedikei, Pasik, I think Chavdalit, when the Torah speaks about the din that if someone swears and then admits he has to pay a Chaymish, the words of the Torah is Vishilem Oisai Biroishai. The Hamishi Sov Yosef Olov, that he pays the principal, and on top of the principal, he adds a fifth. So the Chachamim learned from these words that the fifth is on top of the principal. But you never put a fifth on top of the principal and Kefal. It's only if there's only Keren. Very good. Now, by Ravina. Now, Ravina asks the following inquiry We accept Rava's proof. However, what happens if if there is one monetary dispute? It's regarding the same monies, but there are two people involved. Could we create a scenario where one person will have to pay kefal and the other person will have to pay a chaymish? Even though, even though we just said that you can't impose two penalties over the same money, but maybe that's only if it's imposing it on the same person. So what will be the case? Hey, chidami, not here, not Lamain Afkamina. What's the case? And without, you know, we're going quickly, but every scenario, the sequence of the scenarios are meduyek b'yoyser. And Teisvus continuously speaks it out. So what's the case? One person entrusted his shayr to two people. There are two shaymer chinams. And Vito'ano, both of them, sadly, wrongfully, who they themselves kept the ox, they told the owner, Tanas Ganov. Really, they stole it. And, here's the key. Like we mentioned, by a shoimer, just lying does not bring about the penalty of kefal. The chai of kefal, only if they swear. Now, what did they swear? So, Chad Nishba one swore, but right after he swore and this Seder, he it was Maida. He says, no, no, I lied. I had it. What's the din of Nishma Maida? Keren, Chaymish, and Asham. The other one swears after the first one swore and was Maida. The second one swears it was stolen. And Adam come. Again, as Taisvus points out, if the first one would have sworn, Ganav, and Adam would have come, then the other one, Bezin never would have even asked the second one to swear because they would already have Adam. And we learned yesterday and two days ago that Toyin Tanas Ganav Chayif Kefal only when the Nikrav Balabais Elho Elohim, which means Beisdin, only if he was taken to Beisdin, the Shemer Chinam, the Beisdin imposed an oath. He took the oath in front of Beisdin, only then if he's caught with witnesses does he bring the Kefal. But in this sequence it works. So one was Nishba Vahayda, the other one was Nishba, but was disproven by Yedim. So my, do we say that only Bechad Gavro Kapid Rachman Adolemishalom Chumshom Ekfeilom, and let's add the word of the Bach Avol Betrei Gavno, Haimishalom Kfeilom, and Vahainishalom Chumshom. Each one has a different penalty. Or, Aydilba, Ilove Chad Memaina Kapid Rachman Adolemishalom, Allah Chumshom Ekfeilom, the Torah does not want does not want for dual charges to be imposed over the same monetary claim. And here there was one monetary claim. So for this place it says, take weiter. It's not regarding the oath, but even when it comes regarding the money, is it on the money or on the person regarding the money? We're not done yet. 
it's mamash azalam The whole daf is going to be like this. Normally, the Gemara is very straightforward, and the later generations of Chachamim, by the Achroidim, you find all these Chakiras. It's Mamash Gavaldik. Next, Boyrav Papa, more regarding this, you know, two payments over the same money. Getting two payments over the same money, it sounds very uh, attractive business wise. It's amazing. It's a box. So, like this. Today, Chumsha Atkan, again, the Chachamim learn, like we spoke out, it says, Vishilam Oishoi, Oishoi, Beroishoi, Vachamishisov. That if there is a penalty, the penalty is imposed one penalty over money. And therefore, in the case that we began today, share with when you have kefal. Once you have kefal, then you don't add a chaymish. So another question. Is it that we don't add dual penalties because they're different? So we don't add a chaymish penalty over a kefal penalty. But would we say maybe that a kefal on top of kefal or a chaymish on top of a chaymish you could add? Because it's the same. What will be the case? Let's read it inside. Today, Chumshay, in a case where there would be a possibility for there to be two penalties but the same type, or take failing on one person, my, hey, Chidami, what would be that case? So adding the words, Kigoyin from the Bach, Kigoyin, Shetoran Tanas Avad. Right? The person, Hashem claims to the owner, I'm sorry, got lost. Venishma, swears. Vahoida. And he claims again that it was lost. And he swears and he admits. Now here, very importantly, the third Tresus in the Amid says that it can't be that Nishba Vahoida. Because why would Bezdin impose a second oath on him once he himself was murdered that he lied falsely? And once a person took a false oath, you don't always allow him to take an oath again. So Teisvah says it must be that he swore twice, but he was made once at the end that all of my prior oaths were false. Teisvah also points out that we had a very similar scenario, a Mishnah that was brought right off Hamnuna that we learned in Dav Kuvav regarding a person who was tying Tanas Ganov a few times. And the question is, why it appears like the Gemara doesn't know that, that Mishnah. And Tresus remains with the question. But let's go to this scenario. A person makes a claim. It was lost. I swear it was lost. And again he says, I swear it was lost. And now he is maida. I lied. So when it comes to Tayantana's Ganov, that will be more complicated later. Like we says, you're only Chayef Kefal if Beis didn't impose it. When it comes to a person who jumps on his own and, and swears, Bezin didn't stop him. He swore, and now he admits he lied, but he swore twice. And it appears that that was the scenario of the Mishnah that we had in Daf Kuvav. Why didn't we bring that Mishnah? It's Akasha. Inami. So this is a scenario where maybe you have two fifths, because you were moida over two oaths. Or Inami, Kigayin Shetohan, Tanaz Gana Venishma. Person swore that, they, that it was stolen, and they and Ubo Edim Edim Kam. Now, right now, you have a chiv to pay kefal. Now, here is where there's a bigger problem. When here it says, See, Chaki, here is your problem a lot stronger because for the oath of her tainas ganov, for that to bring the penalty of kefal, Bezdin has to impose it. Why would Bezdin impose it if Adam already came that he lied? So they work out a scenario that it must be that he went to another Bezdin. Even there, there are issues. But the Achreinim work out. No, after the Adam. 
Okay, the problem would be that, okay, Shalem is saying that Taintan is Ganef, Adam came that it's in his house, and then he claims, okay, then I lied, but now I lost it again. If I'm not mistaken, that's the thing that we learned, that we don't believe certain people. Once a person swore falsely, then Bezdin would not demand for him to swear. They would just tell him to pay. The other side should swear. And again, if Bezdin doesn't demand for him to pay, then by trying Tana's Ganov for Kefal, it won't bring about Kefal. It has to do with him going to another Bezdin, and he swore over there, Ubo Adam again. But there is such a case. The question is, my me, do we say today, that it is only two different types of money that Hashem says, according to the Chachamim. However, that you don't pay two different penalties over the same money. You don't pay kefal and chaymish. But over here, chad gavnu. It's kefal and kefal. It's chaymish and chaymish. Or maybe, Hashem says you don't pay two penalties over the same money, period. And that's the question that Rav Papa has. So to answer this question, we learned a statement that Rav made that in Parshas Vayikra, in the Pasuk that we just quoted, in Pedekei, Pasuk Chav Dalid, when the Torah is telling, telling you the din of Nishba Vahoida, that you have to pay a penalty of a chaymish and carbon asham. The trader uses a lashon rabim expression. It says vachamishi sov, and its fifths in plural. You add on it. What's its fifths? Befedish that if there is a scenario where you sinned and the penalty is of a fifth and you repeated that sin twice, you do pay fifths on top of the principle. And Rav Papa logically says that not only is it that case in Nishba that Ovad, the Nishba Ovad, the that the same thing would be by Kefal, that in a scenario where Bezdin would demand the second oath. And in both cases, Adam say that it wasn't stolen, you stole it, he will have to pay two Kefals, even though it's over the same money. Now, we're starting a sugya. I know that most of us who had the merit to go to Cheder learned Hamafkid. Those of us who didn't have the merit to go to Cheder, God willing, the fact that we're learning here together, our children will go to Cheder. Everyone learns Hamafkid and Cheder. It's amazing. For the past 1800 years, that's more or less the Mishnah was written a bit more than that. Fathers are learning with the children the following dinam. So let's remember this well to be able to teach our children properly. Hapedek Hamafkid and Bava begins with the following case. Like we are learning here, you have four shaymanim, you have a shaymer chinam, let's say, and, and in a scenario, in a scenario where the truth is it was taka stolen from him, or lost from him, and if the shaymer takes an oath in Beisdin, then he won't have to pay the owner. We're not speaking about the liar. Bamis. What Now, what happens if later they find a ganif? He takes an oath, he tells the owner, listen, you gave me something to watch, it was stolen from me. He's off the hook. When they find the Ganif, the law of a Ganif is he has to pay back the principal and Kefal. Who does he pay it to? To the owner. Let's come to the Mafkid, to the one who gave the Pekadin to the Shaymer. However, the Mishnah says, what happens if this Shaymer tells Bezdin, I don't want to take oaths. I know that if I would take an oath that it was stolen, I'll be off the hook. I don't want to take an oath, even though it's true. I'm paying the owner. And he pays the owner. Because wherever you have to take an oath, if you don't take an oath, you have to pay. Now they find the Ganif. To whom does the Ganif pay Kefal to? 
to the Shomer. And we're going to learn over there because from the gratitude that the owner has towards the Shomer, that the Shomer didn't give him a hard time, that instead of taking an oath and exempting himself, he, he paid him, so he bequeathed this to him, any future monies. Now it's not only will he get back the principal, but the penalty will go to the Shomer. That is the Mishnah in Amafket. I, I learned this with my Mendel, with my Abba, with my Simcha. You learned this with all your kids. So now, asks the Gemara, it's a new case. Now there's a whole discussion, how does it come into Bava Kama? But look at this. Here, let me just pick it up by heart. Here, when the, when the Mafket tells the Shomer, where's my ox? He says it was stolen. So the Mafket says, swear. He swears. But, and now he's mamash off the hook. After he swears, he tells the owner, you know what? You gave it to me. I'm not returning it to you. I'm paying for it. He ended up paying for it anyway. But until he paid for it, what was the logic that we said? That the owner, because of the gratitude that he has, that you're not giving me a headache, you're paying to me. If there's any money from this, it's yours. Here he gave him a headache. The fact that he began to swear, says the Agmas Nefesh, that the owner had in the beginning, he had. So do we apply the same din that we learned in Amafkit in this scenario? Let's read it inside. The owner, the Mafkit, tells the Shomer, Hey, where's my ox? Let's say it's a Shomer Chinam. And Vinishba. Here, not like in Hamafkit. The Shomer says it was stolen, and I'm swearing it was stolen. After he swears, still Vishilaim. He pays. And now, now you find the Ganav. So now the question is, who does the Ganav pay Kefal to? Now the principal for sure goes to the Shimer Because he gave money from his pocket. So he has to be compensated. But the Kefal goes to who? So Machlikas Abayi says, what we'll call to the Mafkid. Rav says, and each one will substantiate his opinion from an inference in the words in the Mishnah with, of Hamafkid. It's the first Mishnah in Hamafkid. Abaya says, Why? Since the Shemir troubled the owner when he made an oath. You understand, when the Shemir is making an oath, the owner thinks, oh, now, now I'm done. Because he's stuck at swearing. I won't get my money. So this whole idea of him being gra- grateful that you're not giving me a headache, I'll just, it's not verbalized. The Chachamim say, it's like a certain thing that he's going to give him any future profits. Here he didn't get it so easy. Rava says, let me Why the bottom line? Kivin the Shilem, since he paid, so makna like Fela. It's always that way, you know, we spoke out Abaya Rava. Abaya is the Makif Abaya looks at the bigger picture. Rava looks at the bottom line. Bottom line is, the owner got paid. So he says, you know, you gave me the money. If there's any profits, it's yours. Abaya looks at the greater picture. The way he paid. He took my neshama out. He was saying that he doesn't owe me. He already swore that he doesn't owe me. I'm not giving him so quick the kefal. And now says the Gemara, Each one can prove the words looking into the Mishnah. The Tanan. And here we are quoting the Mishnah Namafket. Hamafket it's Lukhaveiroi, either animals or kalum. And Vinignavoy of the we're speaking about a Shaimarchinam says the Mishnah Shilam Vilayrotzilishava. That's the case there. That the Shaimer doesn't even want to take an oath. He says, you know what, it was lost. I know that I'm Potter. I'll give you the money. And and now the Mishnah there explains Shaharei Amru, really the Chachamim say that Shaimer Khinam Nishbava Yitzh. 
if he swears that it was stolen or lost, he's off the hook. But he didn't do that. He opted to pay. Then the Mishnah says, Nimtzaganov, if the Ganov is found, Mishalom Tashlomi Kefal. Bechlal, the rule of Geneva is, if the thief is found, he pays Kefal. If the thief on top of that was Tavachomacher, he pays four or five. And the Mishnah asks, Lemihu Mishalim, says the Mishnah, Lemi, Shapikadinetz, Leitur Shaymer. Since the owner has gratitude that the Shaymer did not opt to swear, so he bequeaths to him any future payments. However, says the Mishnah, Diranamafkid, Nishbavaloyratzilashalem. But if the Shaymer uses his rights, he swears and he doesn't pay, and then the Ganif is found. So Mishalim, Doshlomi Kefal, or Tavachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamachamach
So the question is, is it that the owner will give him back the money and the kefal, or does the shemeh get to keep the ox? I don't know. That's the way you're asking. Right. Okay, now continues the Gemara, another din. Now this din, when a person steals, he's high of kefal, if he's caught by Adam. If the ganaf is maida, the rule is maida beknas, pater. Not only that, let's remember Shitas Rav, that maida beknas, even if after your maida, Adam come, you would have gotten caught. If you were maida before the Adam, you're also pater. The way we explained, because maida beknas pater doesn't mean you were not chayv kefal to begin with. You're chayv kefal when you steal. The trader gives a exemption on the ganav because you're maida. I'm exempting you, Hashem says. So once you have a exemption, so what if Adam came? I have my get out of jail free card. I have my exemption that I was maida. Now here's the key. Do you know when we say maida beknas pater? If the ganav was maida to the litigant. If the Ganef was admitted to the person to whom he stole it from, or to a relevant party, now that we brought in the whole story in Hamafkid, now we're going to give scenarios where the Ganef was Maida, but maybe you can argue he was Maida to the wrong person and his Haida should be irrelevant. So now if Adam come, he should have to pay Kefal. And we have questions on various scenarios. So Tavu Ba'alam L'Shaymer. Same case, mafkit shemerchinam. Shemerchinam is being asked by the owner, "Give me back my animal," and the bialim says, "I'm swearing, whatever you know, whatever it is." Let's say it was geneva vaveda shemerchinam is pater. He swears it was stolen from me. Now, what happens when he does that? What to be learning on mafkit? He, he he goes out. He's off the hook. And if they find the ganav, to whom does the ganav owe the money now? To the owner. Who does he owe the kefil to? To the owner. Now, the ganaf is known. The shamer still feels responsible, even though he's off the hook. So the shamer is the first one that catches up to the ganaf. And he tells the ganaf, hey, you stole it. And the ganaf is made to the shamer. Yeah, I stole it. So he made a hoida, but to whom, to, whom, to whom was he made? To the shamer. The shamer is already off the hook. And now, when the owners find him, to Bailam, he's kafar, the ganaf denies. Didn't steal anything, but now Adam come. No, no. Well, he definitely did. He's not an aid that he stole. And even if that hoidah is considered valid, but once you're moida, even if the if, even if is considered valid, it's only one eight. So now the question is, is the ganav of the hog? This is gaval dekoyle mifter. That you know the question is. Is the shaymer a baldavar enough for the hoidah to be considered a hoidah to the uh, to the plaintiff to the litigant? So I'm a rava. So look at rava's logic. In be'emes nishba, if the oath that he made was truthful, and I think it's worth it. Let's read inside the fifth line on top of Ramadan Rashi. We'll continue to learn Gemara Rashi here. So keep one finger here. That's why we have two fingers. My teacher taught me. One for the Gemara, one for Rashi. In Bemis Nishba, right? Five lines from the top of the first narrow line. The key, according to Rashi, is not that much that he would have been exempt. You know, a Shemir Chinam will be exempt by an Oynes. A Shemir Chinam will be exempt by Geneva and Aveda. So let's say that he swore that it was Listamazuin. It was a real unavoidable accident. 
The truth is, is that it was stolen from him. Even though he would have been exempt anyway, that's not the key. The key is, is that if what he swore, taka happened, that means that he's an honest person. So back in the Gemara, keep your finger on Ashi, Nifter Haganet Bohido Shoimer. Read inside Rashi. Nifter Haganet Bohido Shoimer. The Kivan the Nemon who Anan Sahadi says Rashi, the E have a Mishtak What were to happen even though the Shoimer swore? And the Shoimer is not Mokhoyev to give anything to the owner. Will the owner still trust that person to continuously be a Shoimer? If he's an honest person, yeah. So even though none of this is spoken out, what would happen if the shamer would just find the animal off the street? Would the owner allow him to take the animal back and to watch it and to return it? That's the key. If whatever he did until now was emesdik, was truthful, so Anan Sahadi, that if he would find the animal, Rashi says, the owner would, would want for this shamer to take it. So he still considered the shamer. Since he still considered the shamer, ironically, so the Haida'a was a Haida'a for the litigant. So that Haida'a got him off the hook from paying the Kefal. However, back in the Gemara, keep your finger on Ashi, in Bishek and Nishba, if he swore false, and Ashi gives scenarios, Shatayin Mace, Oy Nishbar, Oy Nishba, Oy Nignava Bo'inus, Rashi Dafke gives examples where this Shimer swore Oynes, he's emphasizing it, even if the Emes was Gneva Vaveda. And Gneva Vaveda, he'll be exempt anyway doesn't matter. He lied. He said something that did not happen. So therefore, the owner would never want him to be a shamer from now on. Not only is he off the hook, but the owner would never appoint him again. So here in the Gemara, So that is a statement that Rava makes. He says, Pshita. That's a given. However, Bayerava asks Rava the following scenario. What happens if the Shomer, who claimed whatever he claimed, and a claim that would get him off the hook, was about to swear? However, she's the owner, tells the Shomer, I, I absolve you. Which is also just like we had on Hamafkid many times, the Shomer would say, I don't want to swear, I'll pay you. You have the opposite also. In the basin, the moment the owner saw that he's about to swear, the owner says, you know what, don't swear, say that, don't pay me back. But he was going to swear falsely. Now who knows this? Only God. How do you know? Doesn't matter. Just the concept. Now asks Rava Mahu. Let's read inside the Rashi. Nishbar l'shakir Mahu. Mi hominin says Rashi. Akati alei ramyon. Dekivin de l'shakir nishba. Look at Rashi's logic. He, listen, he was going to swear falsely. But if he was going to swear falsely, why would he be considered a shaymer? So Rashi says, Soifoy l'shakir had he sworn falsely. It's amazing. He's a Yid. He has an Ashama. He would regret. And since he would regret that he swore falsely, he would want to do tshuva. What would be the first tshuva? The bottom line is, he would give the owner back the money. So since at the end he would pay the owner, he's still considered a litigant. You ever heard such a logic? It's amazing. Or not. Oiloi, teiku. Says the Gemara, Rav The way we learned the question was, was Rav Kahana's version of the question, that Ahmad Lishava Besheker, and the logic would be because he might do tshuva later, not he might do, he for sure would do tshuva later, or Rav Tavi Masni, the Bach adds the word Sacher, that by Rav, Nishba Lishaker Mahu, Rav asked the question, if he actually swore Lishaker, what's going to be the din? In other words, if he swears Be'emes, 
then for sure he's considered a litigant. If he swears falsely, Rava didn't know. Rava didn't have it as a pshita. On one hand, you can argue, since he swore falsely, the owner never wants him to be a shamer again. Even though no one knows that. But that's the Torah says. Or, no, he swore falsely, he's going to do tshuva. Soifer le'ischaret. So since Soifer le'ischaret, he's still considered a baldover. Because the moment he's going to pay back the money to the owner, because he was going to swear falsely, he is considered irrelevant uh, shaymer. He is, he's a baldover over here. So rohidah is rohidah. Another case, now the opposite case, here in the Gemara. Tavu ba'alam l'shaymer. The owners tell the shaymer, hey, pay up. And now we're going to go to the case of Hamafkid. Even though the shaymer knows that if he would swear that it was stolen, they'll let him free. He doesn't want to swear. So he pays. He pays the owner. He doesn't want to be exempted through a shvua. And now if now we discover the ganav. Because it was taka swollen. And tavu ba'alam, and now the owners catch up to the ganav. Now, who's out of the picture? The owners are out of the picture. Why are the owners out of the picture? Because the moment the Ganav says, like in Hamafkit, I don't want to swear, take the money back. So if they find the Ganav, to whom does the Ganav pay the Kefal to? To the Shreimer, the Keren and the Kefal. Now the owners, Korob, and Vahayda, the Ganav is moida to the owners. This is Gavalik. And now the Shreimer, so the owners tell the Shreimer, oh, go get your money. I found the Ganav, he admitted. The Shreimer comes to him and he denies. But now now they bring Adim. So the question is, was his maida biknas done in front of a litigant? So the question is, do we say the owners are still a litigant? I will, this for sure has to do with your question. Oh, the animal itself, does it go to whom? If the animal itself goes to the owner, then he's still a baldover. But anyways, in other words, the Gemara speaks out. Do we say that Matsi Amar Shemir Labalam, the Shemir tells the owners, hey, Atun, you, Kivin Vishaklitu Luchudme, since you took money from me, I gave you money even though I didn't have to. Is Histaliksu Luchumacha. You're removed from here. And that's the din. If they find the Ganav without admitting, I get the money, I get the Kaful. Who are you? His Haida was nothing. Or the owner tells the shaymer, Matsi Omri lay the owner to the shaymer, just like you did something that you didn't need to do. You could have sworn and walked away. But you were nice to me. And you gave me the money. I want to be reciprocal. I wanted to be nice to you. And I was, that's why I went after the Ganav. I also wanted to do you a favor. And therefore, Tarchinan Basaganva, I went to find the Ganav. And so just like I took money before I found the Ganev, I wanted to make sure that you get compensated. So therefore, I went to the Ganev. I want you to get your money back. But I'm still considered a litigant. And if that's the case, the owner's attempt of doing him a favor actually did him a disfavor. Because if the owner is taka considered a litigant, so the hoida is considered the hoida in front of a litigant. So on that, the Gemara says, take. Next, itmar we learned, nignav abo'aynes. Nignav abo'aynes means list of A real aynes happened. In other words, even if he would have been a shaymer sachar, he would have been exempt. It was out of his control. And vuhukar haganov. And the ganov now is discovered. So the question now will be, is there an obligation on the Shomer to go get the money from the Ganev 
what type of obligation does the Shemer still have? Abayah says, Im Shemer Chinamu, if he was never paid to guard to begin with, if Reitzah Oise Imoidin, if the Shemer wants, he can give back the value of the article to the owner, even though he doesn't have to. Because he could have claimed Listemizuyim, which was the truth. And a Shemer Sachar would be off the hook, and Avada Shemer Chinam. So if the Shemer Chinam wants, he can give money to the owner, and then he can go sue the Ganef. Now he's doing it also selfishly, because if he gives money to the owner, and he sues the Ganef, actually, whether he'll get Kefal or not, that has to do with whether Listemizuyim is like a Ganef or not. Okay, but the point here is, who is obligated to go after the thief? But Teratzev, the Shemechinam wants, Nishba, he's allowed to swear and remove himself, even though he knows who the Ganav is. However, says Ravam, I'm sorry, says, Ab, says Abayah, this is Abayah's opinion, Im Shemir Sacharu, but if he was paid to guard, now that he knows who the list of Mizuyim is, he cannot swear and remove himself. Part of him being paid to be a shaymer is to look after something. Now true, it was taken away against his will. But if you know who did it, then you have the responsibility to go after it. That's Abaya. Rava says, In other words, you undertook to guard it, you cannot remove yourself. Now if you don't know who the Ganaf is, and you do everything you could, then swear, and Taka, you're off the hook. But if you know who the Ganef is, the Shemer still remains the Shemer. Even a Shemer Chino. However, says the Gemara Lema, perhaps this Rav's opinion is in disagreement with Adrafuna Bar Avin. Why? The Shalach Ravuna Bar Avin, Nignava Ba'inis, there was a Shemer, and, and, and someone stole from the Shemer, Vuhukara Ganef, and the Ganef was found. So says Rafuna Bar Avin, Im Shemer Chinamu. Clearly, he seems to be saying like a buyer. It depends. If he was never paid to be a shamer, ratza oisi imaydin, ratza nishbam. Vim shamer sacharu oisi imaydin, vayna nishbam. Mamish like a buyer. So is it that Rava argues with him? So amalach Rava, no. Hachamayaskinan. Kegayin shekadam v'nishbam. That if the shamer swore before they identified the thief, that is where Rav Hunabar Oven, and I'll agree with him, once he swore, and Bezin says, you're off the hook. So now, by Yashem Erchinim, he doesn't have to go back. The case of the Machlekes Abayi and Rava was, is that he didn't swear yet. He could swear, he didn't swear yet. So the question is, is he still obligated? Can he just swear, or is he obligated to run after it? There is where Rava says, even Afuna will hold, even Yashem Erchinim, you didn't swear yet, don't swear, go after the Ganev. I asks the Gemara, He can either go after him or he could swear, implying that he didn't yet swear. If he already swore, he can back himself up on that. Now, interestingly, both Abai and Rav agree that a Shemir Sachar is not removed. Shemir Sachar is not removed. Now, we're going to bring a third opinion which speaks about a case that's not the same. But it's similar. And all of the Achreinim go through, is it similar enough to say that they argue? 
But there is a huge similarity here. Look at this case. Rabbi Zuti, the small rabbi, asks the following case. Even by a shomer sachar, if someone was a shomer and it was stolen by oynes, now again, the off the hook of an oynes is even on a shomer sachar. Rabbi Zuti is speaking about both. He's giving cases which apply to both. It's a different case. Someone stole it from a shomer sachar or from a shomer chinam. Right now they're off the hook. Now they have to swear. But if they swear, they're off the hook. The Ganef gives it back to the house of the Shomer. What's the question now? Since theoretically they're off the hook, they're no longer a Shomer. So if the Ganef puts it back in their home, are they still responsible to guard it? And Omesa B'Pshiyam. And they were negligent. And that's why the animal died. Who has to pay the owner? One logic would be that once it was stolen from them in a way that the shaymit is no longer responsible to the owner, they're out of the picture. And if they're out of the picture, the Ganef doesn't shouldn't give it back to the shaymit. The Ganef should have given it back to the owner. Who appointed them as a shaymit? No one. So what do you want from me that I died in my house, Bipshia? No, no shwas. Now, do we say Kivan the Ningna Babainis? The moment it was stolen by Inis, even though Shlemi he didn't swear, Kalyalashmirasai, his guardianship finished so even though it was returned to his house he's not responsible even if it died since he returned it is i don't think it even matters whether the owner is aware or not in other words it's not mamish the same because the case of abai and rabba was that it wasn't in their possession they know who the Ganaf is, but it's similar. And the question is, do they have to run after it or not? Here there's a similarity. The only difference is, is here, it's not about they know who the Ganaf is, the Ganaf actually returned it. Because you can argue that even the opinions that hold, that they're off the hook, they don't have to run after it, but now that it was returned, now it's returned. But maybe not. Moment, the, the moment someone is removed, they're removed. So and Rabbi Zuta on this question said, a take over. let's hop in the beginning of the mission. A lot of it is Chazara, but let's at least learn Psachidish that we never learned yet together. Says the Mishnah, Where is my article that I gave you to guard? For Amar Loi and Shimon, the Shoimer says, Ovad, I lost it. Says Reuven, Mashbiachani, hey, I, I adjure you, Shver. And he says, Amen, yeah. Ta'an Ovad. Then witnesses come and say that the Shaymid was the one that had it and he ate it. Now let's remember, the din of kefil by a Shaymid is only by Tayan Tanas Ganav. So there's no kefil penalty. Another thing, the Chaymish and the Ashram is only if he admits. He didn't admit, he was caught. So what does he have to pay? Only the Keren. However, in the brackets, if if he admitted, then Mishalem Kerem Chaimish Rashem. Good. Next case. Heichan Pigdoini Ruven tells Shimon, "Where is the article that I gave you to guard?" Anomalayin Shimon says, "Nignaf, it was stolen. It was not true here. This is this is the classical Toyen Tanas Ganav. Mashbiachani, I adjure you. Obviously, this needs to be Bifnei Beizdin. Beizdin needs to be the ones involved in this oath. And he says, Amen." This is the case that if now if Adam come and say the Shaymin is the one that stole it, gotta pay Kefal. If not Adam came but Hoidama Atzmai, Mishalom Kedan Khaimish for Ashum. So this is Atkan 
is a chazor of dinim that we keep on learning. In the Gemara, this is the Mishnah. Now look at this case. This case is beautiful. The case is not beautiful, but the din is beautiful. If a guy stole from his father, and the nishba, and he swore to his father. So this is a classical case of someone who swears to exempt himself from a real monetary obligation. And then, the father dies. And very importantly, Rashi adds, now he's moida. Now what is the din? Nishba vahida. But one second, the father died. So would we say that since he is the heir of the father, some of that money should go to him. He should not have to pay to the other heirs the whole chaymish. The whole keren. Because some of it is his. Says the Mishnah, Here in the side we take out the words asham. You got to pay the whole keren v'chaymish, either to the sons, or to the brother, or to the echav. Because since now there is a chiyuv of a penalty for tshuva, you have to pay for your false oath, keren v'chaymish, you have to pay all of it. Now, says the Mishnah, I guess, if he doesn't want to do it, to the brother, to the full amount. That's the chiddish. Because since this is as a kapara, you only get a kapara if you pay the keren, and the chaymish, not most of it, not half of it, not a, all of it. Now, no, there's always another heir. Only a ger who didn't have children after he converted. That's why the mission to, the, to his brothers, to his uncles. There's always the closest heir. Now, now look at the next chiddush. If this person says, I can't part with my money. So they find an eitzah for him to pay it and to get it back. Well, I'm an heir. He's insisting. This doesn't go into a set this day. I'm a yoyrish. I have to pay. Some of it is mine. So look what they do to him. They tell him, or she'en if he doesn't have money. The classical ainly. So loiva, he borrows money. He takes that borrowed money and he pays back to his brothers, to his uncles, the Kenan Chaim Ashim. Then the Balchayv comes to collect the money from him. So what should he tell the Balchayv? Echanisht. So what do they do? They go to his properties. So they take that money from his portion of the Yerusha. So that's the way he gets the money back. And they take it from his portion. This is such a genius way out. So he paid the whole canon of Chaimish. Then they come to tell him, pay us back the debt. He says, I don't have money for you, but I own, I own the Yerusha. So he, they collect his portion in the Yerusha. And that portion will actually pay down. The Balchayv will take the portion in the Yerusha. So he will do the Karen Vuchaymish, but then he'll make the money back to be continued. How does he make 